Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I'm joined by... Dave Watson. Hello, Fergus. And no Paul Doolan this week, unfortunately. Paul, yes, he has a neck injury. Which I happen to know is the result of him buying a new mattress. What? Yes, he has a new mattress and it's Uh given him a bad neck. And uh, so I saw him on Thursday and he had a bad neck. But it's obviously got worse since then. So I guess the lesson is, you know, don't don't buy a new mattress. They say you need to change your mattress every five years. That's just capitalism telling you to do that. You don't need I a don't, new mattress. I don't understand how he's how he's hurt his neck. Because, like, yes, a mattress is a heavy thing. And it's unwieldy, but... No, not moving the mattress... Sleeping in the mattress. That's even sleeping more on, bizarre. Sleeping. I don't think it's that bizarre, Dave. I mean, well, I I don't I don't understand. Paul sleeps for eleven, twelve hours a night. <laughs> I'm sure ma- he does with a newborn. If the mattress isn't comfortable, then you know. I don't know. That's very strange. Well, thoughts and prayers go out to Paul. I mean, I thought it would be kind of funny to talk about for a minute, but it's turned into like a real assessment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I can't, I can't find the comedy vein in that. Just okay, how, fine. I don't yeah, understand right. how he's injured himself by sleeping. Have you never woken up with a bad neck? No, like a, crook, a crook in your neck. No. The engineer is uh, saying that he hasn't. Have you never woken up with like an ache? Where you've slept in a funny position. If I've slept on my arm, but it's my arm's fault, not well, the mattress. Well, that's pins and needles. That's different. You've never... Okay. That's fine. Contact us at Newcastle Natter <laughs> with your anecdotes of waking up with a bad neck. 
I mean, I've never woken up with a neck so bad that I was unable to podcast. No. But, um, you know, thoughts and prayers. So, how are you, Dave? I'm good, mate. I'm, I'm, the I'm time good, I'm... I had allotted for asking you how you are has been taken up by neck chat. And I'm <laughs> aware that we're not getting on to the football, but please, how are you? I'm good. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm going away next. Uh, well, I'm going away on Saturday. I'm going to a friend's wedding in Mauritius. So I'm going to be there for 10 days. So I'm not going to do the next couple of pods after this one. So you and, you and you know, Gammy Neck Paul are going to have to man the fort, I'm afraid. Who the fuck's getting married in Mauritius? Sting. <laughs> I don't think you've met him, but it's a mate of mine called, called Tom. And he's, yeah, his, his missus is Mauritian. Mauritianese? They're having one of those weddings where they're saying, you're going on a really expensive holiday this year, <laughs> and it's going to be where we say it is. <laughs> well, look, look, like I don't know, just kind of justified. Her family's in Mauritius, so I kind of understand her wanting to be. But yeah, essentially, the rest of us who live in England have all had to buy plane tickets and hotels for a bloody wedding. Well, It'll be no, nice. It'll be fun. nice. It'll be so, nice. I'll tell you what was also nice, we, although we did lose. <laughs> <laughs> Having the Premier League back. Oh, I did miss it. I mean, I said last podcast that I enjoyed the World Cup, and I did, but there's something more important about league football to me. Okay. I didn't think it was as entertaining a, a weekend as most of the World Cup, but but yes, it was good to have it back. Let's mm. go straight in and talk about our game uh, with Tottenham Hotspurs, which we lost 2-1. But it, it was a, a relatively good performance and we we could have got more than... We, we could have got a point at least from that, couldn't we, Dave? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, we started... Like, our first 11 was the same that played a few of the games towards the end of the season. And that we were much better against Spurs on this opening day than we were against Spurs on the, the opening day last season. Um, I think that's that's indicative of how Benitez has got this group of players pulling together and uh, working with what they've got. I thought, um, just to go straight into the players, I thought uh, Kennedy had a very good game. Um, and I know he, he fluffed his lines on one opportunity, but I thought he... he He'll be a real difference for us this season. I thought he had a very uh, good game. There was that moment which was as good an opportunity as anyone's likely to get for us this season, pretty much. With with uh, an uh, unbelievable ball from Hosselu, I thought. Yeah, there wasn't yeah, a lot just... of talk about that. I mean, it was terrible for defending from Spurs, the way they were yeah. all clumped over one side of the pitch like when you watch five-year-olds playing in the park and they're all around <laughs> the ball but uh Hosselu picked kennedy out with the outside of his boot it was bergkamp-esque it was absolutely it was a lovely ball and great vision from him and i think to be fair to Hosselu for all his faults i think he had a very good game i mean would a better better striker of I don't know, fashion more chances for himself and, and go on the end of better chance? I don't, I don't know, but I think, given his limitations, I thought Hosley had a, had, a, had a fine game. Yes, I was a little depressed to see him on the team sheet mm-hmm. b- before kickoff, but then, uh, you're right, I think he did pretty well. Moore and Kennedy, let's, let's just stick with Kennedy for a second. That was yeah. a terrible, terrible first touch then with that opportunity. 
But he did have a, a good game, possibly our best player. And I think he's got... He looks like he's got South American uh, prison tattoos. <laughs> have a look at his tattoos. He looks like he's in some kind of gang. But, uh, yes, he's got a lot of... It, he's possibly our best player. Yeah, I, I would say. So he's certainly the player that looks most likely to to do something. He, he's the one that's going to make the difference. Um, and I think as as long as we can get the most out of him on that left flank, I think he'll be a very good player for us, certainly this season, for as long as we've got him. Because you've got to bear in mind that he's playing for a contract, realistically. He's, he's playing for an opportunity to play for Chelsea, or to move to a uh, to a bigger club, and we're not in a position to to offer him a full time a full time um, position at Newcastle United because we're not going to pay the fee and we're not going to pay his wages. So I'm just going to enjoy him while he's here. Um, it, it, I think what I like most sh- about it him is a shame is, when you say it like that. Sorry, it, it is a shame when you say it like that. Yeah, that it really I, we really are just borrowing him. <laughs> we just get to enjoy him as he goes past. But he, he, like Shelby, his first instinct is always forward. He's always looking to get at a play. He's always looking to drive towards the box. And it's, it's. I mean, it's it's cliche to say, but it's what the Newcastle fans like to see. It's it, they they love to see somebody who whose first instinct is to attack, even if it's at the cost of his own defensive responsibilities. De- is, um, he's, dare I say it, at moments, Hatem Benarfa-esque. He doesn't quite have that sort of flair or uh, risk-taking, perhaps. Maybe, mm. he's, maybe he's actually a better player in terms of who you'd want in your side. But he, um, yeah. but he has that ability to, in the blink of an eye, go past three players. Yeah. And the um, I mean, he is a threat from set pieces, and he is a threat from for on the counter with his. I mean, he's he's not lightning fast, but he has got pace. Um, and it's just a shame that cause one of the things that you notice about Kennedy is his um, his economy on the ball. Like right? he controls the ball well and tends to use the ball well. Um, and the one the one time he's got acres of space, plenty of time, his first touch lets him down because. He gets onto that ball, controls it. That's that, that that's a, that's a goal. Um, I, I truly believe it. Um, and I, I think to echo what you said earlier, I, I do think that we deserve something from the from the game. I mean, we hit the. I'm not sure. Like cause I watched it a few times, but did Rondon actually hit the bar, or was it a, a good save from Larice? I'm trying to remember. From my memory, he did hit the bar after a big, yeah. after a big deflection. As did uh, Mo Diame. Yeah, Diame hit the post. Yeah, hit the post. Uh, The score, it was 2-1 by by 20 minutes in. Mm. Uh, Started with a a goal from Vertonghen that went, supposedly, the amount of times I've heard this weekend that it it was nine millimetres over the line. Yeah. Um, And, I mean, that's... It's bad luck. But it is a goal, and you can't argue against. You know what I mean. It's I not disagree. Like I disagree. Side. It shouldn't be a goal. You should have to be ten million millimeters <laughs> over the line. <laughs> but I think that that was 
I mean, certainly in the first half, we didn't look as defensively resolute as we have been in the past. And I'm going to put that partly down to, um, partly down to the new season, but also partly down to Kieran Clark. I just don't think he's as good as Lejeune um, alongside Lascelles. So I, I don't, I don't think Clark was specifically at fault for 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 either of their goals, but I just think that that defensive. I don't know, confusion maybe? Is that I thought, word? I thought, I mean, funnily enough, at the end of the, by the end of the game, it looked like we might not be seeing him for a while. But I thought Yedlin wasn't great defensively yesterday. No, I agree. At, I, th- uh, I think, yeah, I, th- I think um, certainly for their, for their second goal, where um, uh, it was Ali, wasn't it, that um, Matt Ritchie was, was, you know, shadowing. And you could see him very clearly hand over responsibility to Yedlin, but Yedlin did not pick up that. Did not pick up that responsibility. And I think that. I mean, could it's, it's difficult because I would have preferred personally. I would have preferred Richie to follow, yet uh, follow Ali all the way in because I don't know who Richie was uh, like hanging back to to mark or to to offer an option to get away, but like. When, whenever you see uh, an onrushing midfielder breaking into the box, I don't particularly want the the fullback to come out to meet him, because if Ali blows past him, then then Yedlin looks like a fool. So Yedlin kind of has to like position himself in in such a way, and then get up to speed and match the run. Whereas I think if Richie had followed him all the way in, at the very least, he's going to give Yedlin, uh, sorry, going to give Ali something to think about when he's when he's um, jumping to head the ball. Well, perhaps early season jitters, but it's not like yeah. they didn't play together the whole of last season. So it, yeah. if that's what's going wrong, then there needs to be more work done and the telepathy there. But um, yeah, yeah it, it felt like he lost his man a couple of times, Yedlin. And, I, and I'm yeah. a big Yedlin fan and I thought he was quite good going forward, but... I don't know what the update is on his injury, but it didn't look great. But speaking of Richie, a terrific ball for Hosselu's goal. Yeah, I, th- I thought Richie had a had a very good game. I, I mean, after after Hosselu, I would say he was my like man of the match for Newcastle. Um, I think he did very well down that right I hand. We just flank established and... that was Kennedy, but okay. Sorry, I thought we just established that was Kennedy, but c- carry on. No, Kennedy was good, but I think Richie added more to the team. Um, I think Kennedy was the person that was going to make was going to score the goal, but I think Richie just had a good game, and I, it was it was good to see how angry he was at being substituted. He was full on livid, wasn't he? <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. I mean, if you see, you must have seen the um, the, the the video of him and uh, underneath it saying um, tonight on Gordon Ramsay's. You know, kitchen nightmares because he does look absolutely livid, and I like. I that. haven't seen that video, but yes, he does have a, a look of Gordon Ramsay about him. It's it's the. I don't want to ever see a, a player coming off and not being bothered. Like if if he's absolutely blowing out his ass naked, then I'm all right with that. If a player gets pulled off because he's having a bad game, I want him to look disappointed that he's getting taken off. For Richie to come off and look angry, I like that. It, it shows that he he felt that not only was did he have more to offer, but like 
it shows that he cares. And well, I it think was in it was in a it was in an, a, a period in the game when we were threatening to to get a goal back, and mm. I, I guess he thought he felt that he was a large part of that and was adding something. And his mood probably wasn't improved by the man who replaced him. It was Atsu, right? Yeah, Atsu came on and didn't really do do much. No. So perhaps Richie was proved right. Uh, What else do we have? I mean, uh, all in all, considering the doom and gloom following the shutting of the transfer window Mm. and everything going... I mean, on last week's pod, I think we were pretty miserable, but even we thought that we might have got a couple more in. Of course, we did get one defender in, but I yes, think we... Federico Fernandez from I think Swansea. We, yeah, I think we all thought that it might have gone a bit better. Let's talk more about uh, all of that and, and get some of uh, your takes from social media uh, after this break. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. I'm here with Dave Watson. Dave, is there anything else to say about the Spurs game from your point of view? No, I think I think we've covered the, the the key points. I think one thing that we we should do is, like you were saying, there was doom and gloom before the kickoff. But actually, the performance from that team, if we can improve on it and at the le- at least like replicate it, I think I think we are in a better position than than the negativity surrounding the transfer window would have would maybe suggest. I think we're still we're still an all right team, and we'll still. You know, we'll still survive. Um, yeah. Certainly on the on the back of that performance, I think there's there's enough positives to take from it. And you've still got Lejeune to come back. You've still got Rondon to bed in. You've still got Muto to bed in. Uh, Sun Young Key might be a, a difference maker in midfield. I don't know, but yeah, I'm I'm more positive off off the back of that loss than I was before the ball had been kicked. Yeah, I'm reasonably positive. It's the whole transfer window thing is just about the injustice of it all. That's what it feels like, and mm. um, the the opportunity missed really. For to you know, we've got a good manager and we've got some all right players, but we could actually really kick on. But you know, that's the way it is. You can't have everything you want, mate. Oh, true enough. One thing that I did like just looking at the um, at the league as a as a whole, it was it was interesting that there weren't any shocks in the opening day of the season, is you'd normally, I don't know, you wouldn't be surprised to see one of the newly promoted sides turn over a bigger club. Like the the likes of Fulham at home, the Crystal Palace, if, if that had come back to want to, to Fulham or something, you you know, you, you'd go, ah, well, you know, they're riding across the wave and all the rest of it. Um, but you look across the uh, the results across the league and and everything kind of went the way you, you expected it. You know, the, the, the big six teams put away their opposition, obviously like um, Man City putting away Arsenal, but Liverpool were comfortably better than West Ham, City were better than Arsenal, Man U were better than Leicester, Spurs beat us. You know, everything kind of went the way you expected it. Um, I mean, perhaps Wolves versus Everton, you, you were 
you know, a 2-2, is, is that really a shock? I wouldn't say so. So what I take from that is, for all everybody was excited about Fulham and Wolves in this season, it's still a big step up, the difference from Championship to, to Premier League. So let's not let's not get carried away. Um, I think we'll be all right. Do you know what I take from that? What's that? It's one fucking game. It's one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, really? I mean, we know a little bit about our own side, but really, none of us has any idea how Fulham and and uh, uh, Wolves and even Cardiff are going to do. Oh, you, you say that, but I, I don't know if you watched the the highlights of the the Cardiff game, but they they looked really poor, and Bournemouth didn't look great and comfortably put two past them without, without really breaking sweat. So I think Cardiff are going to be the, not necessarily the whipping boys, because I don't think they'll roll over for anybody, but I, do, I, I, I can't see them doing well this season. And you, I know it's you, only one game, but just they just didn't look anywhere near Premier League standard. You, I, Paul Doolan, and every other respected pundit that, I, <laughs> that I've seen has put Cardiff uh, finishing bottom. But yeah. just that very fact now makes me think they're going to survive. I, you know, what I always think, I always think the team that everyone thinks is going to do utter shit never does. It never happens. But of course it does. No, I'm going to stick with this without any facts to back it up. <laughs> do you not remember the uh, the Derby's team? Yeah, but did or everyone the... say that they were definitely going to finish bottom before a ball had been kicked? Yeah, everybody said that this Derby side, the Derby side... That well, that's the exception that proves the rule then, isn't it, Dave? What, Argument what, one, what about, bye. <laughs> what about the Sheffield Wednesday side that we put eight past? Everybody said that they were dog shit and they were going to go down with, you know, yeah. a whimper. I was clearly talking again. about post-2005 <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> Blackpool, everybody said they would go down and they did. All right, in that case, I'm going to revise what I'm saying. I'm going to say the team that I think is going to be bottom right. okay. never finishes bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love your confidence. Okay, so we, oh, before I get onto social media, we did sign someone new. Room. I keep on waiting to say Facundo Ferreira. <laughs> <laughs> The man that never was. Yeah. No, Federico Fernandez. That's from it. Swansea. You can see why. It just my brain just goes Facundo Ferreira, Federico yeah. Fernandez, who played for Rafa in uh, at, at Napoli, who has quite a few caps for Argentina, and is only twenty nine. So an unspectacular signing, but yeah. uh, with Lejeune injured. And you not too sure about Kieran Clark, uh, he could be handy to have. Yeah, I mean, it's a panic buy, and it's a it's a purchase. If if Lejeune was fit, I don't think we would have signed Federico Fernandez. I don't think he's top of anybody list. I think he was just an available centre half. And to be fair, when Swansea went down, they didn't go down because they were defensively poor. They had like Swansea had a, a decent defensive record I think only I think they were I think seven teams had a worse defensive record than they did and that included Leicester and Everton who were finishing the top half 
they, they were all right defensively. They just couldn't score. Now, does that mean that Federico Fernandez was an integral part of that? I don't know. I honestly don't know. But he's fine. He's another God. He's another body in the in the back line. But it's not what Newcastle United particularly needed. We needed the fullbacks, and we needed the number ten, and we've ended up with signing, you know, two centre halves. Is it two cent? Yeah, two centre halves. Oh, fine. He's all right. You know, what was it? Six million quid. It's not apparently. Million. It was undisclosed, but uh, yeah. the word on the street is that it was six million quid. Like uh, it's a it's a transfer deadline day purchase because we've got an injured cent- first choice centre half. Like there's no way we would have signed Federico Fernandez if everybody was fit. But we I, did. I can't get excited about that. I can't believe we've got this far in the pod without mentioning. What was really, really exciting is us breaking our transfer record and buying a house of Fraser. <laughs> yeah. Oh. For, you know, <sighs> house of I, Fraser. I That's the same. He, they cost it the same price as Gareth Bale. <laughs> we've basically no, bought. We've basically bought Gareth Bale. Yeah. I. I, I get it. It's a it's a separate entity. Sports Direct bought House of Fraser for ninety million quid. He's happy to take a gamble on that, but he won't buy. He won't let Newcastle United spend its own money buying plays for for itself. He's a the fat prick, and I hope he gets run over by a bus. All you can say, all I'll say is, you won't be saying that when we have an injury crisis <laughs> in February, and Mike Ashley is able to bring out. All these fantastic players from the House of Fraser team. <laughs> all these, all this untapped talent. When he's able to field in defence, forty-eight stores, <laughs> all wearing linear suits. Yeah, it's going to be good. So let's go to uh, Twitter. Uh, James at Pensworld says, "Did anyone else think Atsu was terrible?" Um, well, he, d- I, he didn't seem to do much, but yeah, maybe he was terrible. He, he wasn't on for that long, was he? Also, would you agree our full strength 11 is strong enough to finish 9th to 13th with Rafa at the helm? I think going by our predictions last week, then we do think that. A couple of key injuries, even to minor stars like Yedlin, and we could easily finish 14th to 18th thoughts I think the difference between our shit players and their replacements isn't that big like the difference between um, Yedlin and Mankilo in this Benitez side we lose a bit of an attack player from, from Yedlin going forward but he is suspect positionally going at the back and we'll just shift things around um tactically and Manquilo will fill in it right back. He won't be as good, but it's not like we're swapping Kyle Walker for Javier Manquilo. So I get I get the the point is, you know, we've got a thin squad, but it's when we lose players like John Joe Shelby, if we lose Kennedy for a long amount of time, if we lose Lejeune for uh, for a large amount of time, we are having to play Kieran Clark and you know, maybe Fabian Shah is a uh, an able deputy, but maybe he's not. 
you know, it's hard to say with this squad because none of them are... I don't think there's a great deal of difference between the majority of the starting 11 and no, mo- deputies. Most of them aren't indispensable. But if you're no. saying a couple of injuries could have uh, could could really affect our final league position, then yeah, maybe if Lascelles and Shelby mm. were injured, then I would say yes, that is very much uh, a possibility. Thomas Burkan, our old friend, says, I've reached a point where I would prefer to have a club without Rafa and Ashley than with them both. What about you? I think that's a damn good question. God, it is and all. I've got my answer. What's yours, Dave? No, I'd rather have Rafa. Okay, well, I disagree. I think, I think, I think reason- Rafa, Rafa is... Sorry, go on. So my my reasoning is that Rafa Benitez is an elite coach. This is evidenced by the fact he goes on those elite coach, you know, weekends or whatever it is. He is an elite coach. And I don't think Newcastle United can attract this standard of manager, regardless of the owner. Um, and I think that while it's incredibly annoying under Ashley, and I, I, I do think we are a zombie club under him, Benitez is the best manager that we can we can hope for. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But, you know, I think that for as long as Ashley's there, there's a stench over the club. And it's like, yes, we have an elite coach, but he's essentially been kneecapped. Yeah, that's fair. You know, he doesn't have all the tools at his disposal. So, yeah, I would agree with Thomas. I think it's, I would like, you know, I'd like to move on from the Ashley era, please. Oh, yes, please. Uh, Leon Steed says, looking forward to my weekly Newcastle Night updates and catch-ups. They will be forthcoming. When we don't know, sorry about last week. It came out on uh, on Acast almost immediately. For some reason, it took days to come out on iTunes. We don't know why. It's uh, uh, I, We're just not fashionable enough for iTunes. <laughs> Uh, but hope, hopefully it'll come out uh, promptly this time. Oh, I've got an incoming call. Shit, I'm going to have to turn that down. I think that might be to do with work, even though it's nine. But I am hanging up. We're doing, that, we're doing this in... I'm, I want to include this in the pod. Right, you're still there. Okay. I've turned that down. That'll be to do with work. I have to get up at... Uh, about 20 past five tomorrow morning, Dave. Nice. For work. Okay, here we go, because I'm going to be advertising a product. What that product is, you'll just have to wait and see. Gary Spence says, If Diame and Sissoko run at each other full pelt and collide, how long would Sissoko be in hospital for? 28 days. 28 days. There's your answer. Yep. Ref, I'm reading these blind, by the way. I know you are. I, I'm reading them too. Do you want me to, you know... No, I'm asking you. Them. No, no, I don't want to quality filter them. That's up to iTunes. iTunes can quality, quality filter it. <laughs> Ref Iggy says, when Mike Ashley goes out for a meal, what percentage is human bodily fluid? Right, okay, I understand that. It took me a second to understand that. 
the suggestion is that when he goes out for a meal, the um, waiters like to have fun. I would, I reckon he's not going out for many meals in the Newcastle area. If he is, no, no, I, I think he dines exclusively in the south. I worked with someone who was a, a driver for Mike Ashley and his gang for a while, and he said that they uh, they had a lot of late night curries. <laughs> That is not a shock. And I, I I just get the impression that he won't have a nice curry. It'll be a chicken tikka masala. You know, something tedious and unadventurous and shit. I think he's more likely to go for, like, the spiciest thing on the menu. Oh, just what, like... What's it called? A, a merg or something. The one that begins with like a fowl. Fowl. That's that's one. That's def. That's really spicy, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he goes for that. Or a naga. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get bogged down in exactly. In curry which, chat. Yeah, yeah. Andy Sheldon asks: Is Rondon the next Slimani? Whatever happens at Atsu? Well, we've covered Atsu. Is Rondon the next Slimani? Uh, I I don't well I don't know I've, we I've don't only know, seen do about we? twenty minutes of him yeah I think I, I think Rondon when he came on he looked he looked like he was going to link up the play well and if he's playing in a in a settled first team I think we could get more out of him he certainly looked okay for West Brom you know he never looked like he was the worst player on the pitch he ne- he never like chuckled to yourself when you saw his name on the team sheet you always knew he was going to give you centre halves a yeah, I think he's, I think it, he's so. pretty good. Yeah, I thought he was. It wouldn't be unfair to suggest that he's sort of Slimani esque and hopefully uh, a lot fitter. I think he's got a, a better injury record, certainly. So, yeah, if he can play a lot of games for us, then who knows? And and yeah, whatever happened to Atsu? I guess more broadly, yeah, he was. I was a little bit excited by Atsu a couple of years ago, but. Yeah, I think you and I were, were adamant uh, that Paul was wrong in saying that Atsu wouldn't make it in the Premier League. But Mr. Doolin with the gammy neck looks like he he called it right because he, he doesn't look that good in the Premier League, does he? I mean, he's still got a bit of pace and he's got a little bit of trickery. But when you, when you stack him up against Kennedy, Atsu's not in the same league. No. Uh, Geordie Ash. Geordie Ash is a big fan of asking sort of comic questions uh, that uh, you really need to prepare for. And he, he sent this. He sent this tweet seven minutes ago. And we're about to wrap up the pod, but I'm still going to fire it at you. I had a dream the other night that a new A team film was made, and they were only able to cast Newcastle players in four lead roles. Obviously. Who would make the best Hannibal B.A. Baracus face and howling mad Murdoch from our current first team squad? I mean, I don't really remember the A team all that well. Well, Hannibal was the, the schemer. He was the, you know, the. Right, the schemer from our squad. Who's the schemer? Shelby. Shelby, yeah. Okay. Uh, B.A. Baracus. You would have gone for Chancellor Bemba just because he's a big black guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
but you know, a big a big hard bloke. I would say because you would have originally you would have said Mitrovic for BA Barak. It's just okay. big and right, okay, and, and powerful. But um, you you kind of need a a big. I don't know. Yeah, you, you'd have to say like Modiame, big and strong. Yeah. Okay. I'll go with that. Uh, and then face. Who's the pretty one in our squad? Not really have one, did we? We used to. Kabai would have been face, but who's the now? pretty one? Don't know. Is Kennedy handsome? Well, according to you, he's got gang tattoos. It's he's not really quite, handsome. Well, he's yeah, he's rough. He's no Clark Gable. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I have to get back to you. And what was Howling Mad Murdoch like? Howling Mad. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean that's nominative determinism right there. Okay. Well, on the basis of Saturday, um, uh, Matt Ritchie. One hundred percent. Okay. So our next game is this Saturday. It's another lunchtime kickoff against mm-hmm. Cardiff. So it's certainly. A step down in terms of challenge, I'll give you that. Even though I do think Cardiff are definitely going to qualify for Europe, <laughs> uh, it is away. And I assume their first home game of the yeah uh, of the season, so the atmosphere will be pretty special. What do you mm-hmm. reckon, Dave? I think we'll win. I think um, we do create chances. And I think an extra week bedding in for the likes of Rondon, Muto, Key, uh, potentially Fabian Sharp. Um, I think we'll see a changed squad, a changed first team. But the key players like Shelby, like Kennedy, like Richie, I think they can get at Cardiff. I think we'll win 2-0. I like the sound of that. It, uh, that's just reminded me that during the Spurs game, I was getting a little bit of deja vu of us making a lot of opportunities and looking quite nice, but not being very clinical in the final third. Hosselu's uh, mm. header aside. So I do hope players like Rondon are able to uh, turn that round and, and have a, a, a take more chances. There must have been something wrong on match of the day because their XG for our game against Spurs was for both teams naught point naught. Yeah, that's that's in that's an error because there were definitely chances. I mean, there were three <laughs> goals. So, yeah, I think I think theirs was two point something, and ours was like naught point nine. Okay, I think off the top of my head. Well, I'm going to hang on thirty seconds. I'll be able to. Tell no, it's you. fine. It's fine. No. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold this pod for thirty seconds, so you can uh, tell our listeners. It was one point zero seven for us and two point eleven for them. Boom. Okay, there you go, guys. Write Boom. that down. <laughs> I reckon we're going to win it one nil. Yeah, that is my prediction. Nice. So we will return next week. At least I hope we will, without Dave, but hopefully with Paul. Otherwise, you might have to suffer some kind of a monologue. Ugh. So, uh, in the meantime, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter 
at Newcastle Natter. We also have a Facebook page. We're not on Instagram because we're not pricks. <laughs> and uh, thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, Fergus. And my name is Fergus Craig. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Newcastle Natter is back for the season by Labrooks. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.